When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That immortal drum part introducing the hit Grand Funk Railroad song, Where an American Band, comes from drummer-vocalist Don Brewer. Hello all, thanks for tuning in to the Goldmine Podcast. This is Patrick Prince, editor of Goldmine, and Don Brewer, along with original bassist Mel Shocker, former Kiss guitarist Bruce Kulik, keyboardist Tim Cashion, and vocalist Max Carl, are taking Grand Funk Railroad on the Some Kind of Wonderful tour this year. Now, Grand Funk Railroad started in 1969. The band name Grand Funk Railroad is a play on the Grand Trunk Western Railroad, a train line that ran through the band's original home of Flint, Michigan. Now, Grand Funk Railroad was formed in 69 as a power trio, not only of Don Brewer and Shocker, but also Mark Farner on guitar. And they pretty much dominated the 1970s with rock hits like I'm Your Captain, Closer to Home, and with the Todd Rundgren-produced hits, The Locomotion and the aforementioned Were an American Band. By the time the band hit the second half of the 70s, unfortunately they disbanded and guitarist Farner went on to a solo career. Now, they did reunite in 1996 for a Bosnia benefit concert, but... They haven't connected since, but Don Brewer will be back to talk to us right after this message about the current Some Kind of Wonderful U.S. tour. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine, the music collector's magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Don, how you doing? It's Pat from Goldmine Magazine. Hey, Pat. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, it's some beautiful weather down in South Florida here, so it's uh, uh, you know we don't we don't get a lot of cool spells, and so it's great. <laughs> so you're just about to embark on the some kind of wonderful tour, right? February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. At, uh, first date, I think, is uh, Lincoln, Rhode Island. Yeah. And uh, did you call it some kind of wonderful for the song? Is it because it's one of the most requested classic songs of the band? Or um... well, that's one of the that's one of the reasons. You know, I mean, we uh, we have been touring, you know, uh, off and on for years using the American Band and this and that. And the other thing, I thought it would be a nice uh, nice change up to to go somewhere else. And yeah, some kind of wonderful certainly is a, a signature song for us. You know, I mean, that's that's a song that everybody in the place gets up on their feet and they sing along and it's, uh, you know, so it's, it's certainly, it's certainly a tip of the hat to, uh, to that recording of that song. Well, my baby, she's all right. 
Well, it sounds nostalgic too, and people want to think about the the days when they were, you know, went to go see Grand Funk for the first time or whatever. And uh, you know, you get a lot of newbies too. I'm sure kids of of parents, and I'm sure you look out in the audience and see all that. Yeah, we do. You know, I mean, especially when we play, uh, you know, the fairs and the festivals and that kind of stuff. You know, you can look in the audience and you can see uh, four generations. You know, grandkids, kids parents and grandparents and they're all singing the words to the you know some kind of wonderful i'm your captain uh we're an american band locomotion and that's it's it's a it's a real you know it's a real kick you know to see that and uh, and to know that you've had that kind of effect on uh, on families really that's you know well it reminds, reminds me when i was a kid i i bought this 45 the locomotion uh when it came out that was like in 74 75 and uh, to me, I, I had heard it on the radio, and and not until I put it on, uh, what blew me away about it was the middle part. It was so friggin' heavy, that guitar, <laughs> <laughs> that guitar solo, and I was like, "What is this?" And it that if I had a, that was one of the things that changed my life as far as a listener. playing the lead guitar and uh, and then Todd hooked up an echoplex remember those echoplex yes. uh, uh, things you know they, 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 like a tape it's a tape thing you know that, that puts uh, delay on you know and he's like running the echoplex back and forth and back and forth and just having a ball you know play, playing with it you know and that and that's that's what that sound is <laughs> <laughs> I used to invite friends over I'll be like check this out and just skip right to that part <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I loved I loved our whole approach to it. You know, I mean, we were going in, we went into the studio, uh, and nobody expected it to be doing locomotion. You know, and it was no. kind of a fluke. You know, the whole the whole idea was a fluke. And so, but the idea was to create kind of like the, the the Beach Boys did with Bob Ram, make it sound like there's a party going on in the studio. You know, mm-hmm. and so that's you know that's kind of where we went with it. You know, and I I thought that I thought we pulled it off. I, I think it's. You know, it, it's you know, it's probably the you know the rendition of that song that everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you completely transformed yeah. it. Um, yeah, and it was hard to believe. I think it's the Carol King. Uh, Carol King wrote it, right? I mean, it's Carol King wrote it. You know, she wrote it actually uh, for her maid, Little Eva. Wow. Uh, you know, she she wrote the song. You know, Little Eva was cleaning the house and uh, and. Uh, she wrote the song and she said, hey, you know, why did she sing this for me? You know, and, and so that's, that's how that came about, you know, which is like, it's an amazing story. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, you guys are playing and Todd Rundgren's mixing, messing around with it. It came out perfect. Well, yeah, Todd Rundgren's, you know, playing around with the Echoplex, you know. 
<laughs> and number one, it hit number one, and it, it topped. Uh, yeah. um, we're an American band because that was it's the, great. It, you know, it, it's it's awesome to you know look back at those times and, and you know, go you know how how little little pieces of magic like that uh, happen in in a studio. You know, I mean, it's just it's just it's magic. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, you can't you can't go in and, and make something like that happen. It just kind of happens. You know, so that's it's it's incredible. Right, if Rundgren hadn't been there, could have been completely different. Um, completely different, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Now, you wrote uh, We're an American Band, and of course there's that that hit number one, and there's you put to, to bed that rumor that you had a debate with Humble Pie. <laughs> over. Uh, you know, I don't know where some of these stories come from. You know, that, that's one of the stories, you know, that just irks me. You know, that, yeah, we, we had a debate with Humble Pie over... Uh, you know, whether an American band or an English band is better. It never happened. You know, we did do a tour with uh, Humble Pie in, in Europe, uh, you know, back in the early 70s, and uh, we, we were good friends with those guys. You know, we, we never had, we never had a, you know, an argument over American bands versus British bands. <laughs> it's amazing where these rumors yeah. come from. I don't know if it's, it's true. If it's a roadie or just someone. <laughs> Just I just think, you know, sometimes I think it's journalists, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to hang it no, out, here, here. but sometimes I think journalists, you know, come up with these things and they write them, and, and of course, you know, if it's, in, if it's in print, oh, it must be true. Right. Hey, and it's, <laughs> hey, look what journalist, a journalist did with, of course, he was uh, um, in school, but with the Paul is Dead rumor, you know, with oh, the yeah. Beatles. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, you know, you guys are probably on the road. And you hear this, these rumors, and you're like, "What the heck?" Oh, uh, it <laughs> drives me crazy. You know, when I when I read, uh, I, I read like a review, or I read a, a newspaper article leading up to a show of ours, and they quote some of these things. You know, it, it drives me nuts. Oh, they <laughs> still know, right. Where did you get that? You know, right. that, well, they go out on the internet and they, you know, they just pick up whatever they can find. Yeah. Well, I was looking at the last show you guys did. So you're playing all you're playing all the hits, including closer to home which has always been a fan favorite i mean it's been a fan favorite since the early 70s vietnam soldiers loved it because they they were able to uh connect with its message uh so you know these are always songs that don't need to be requested right they're just you just play them and know that they'll be embraced You know, we focus the show on, uh, you know, we know that the audience is there to hear the hits, you know, and, I, and we're not one of those bands. We never have been. 
that feels like, you know, oh, geez, I don't want to play the hits. I want to go out and I want to do all of our new stuff, you know, and I, mm. you know, and, and no, no, we know what the audience wants to hear, and that's what we want to give them. We do do, a, you know, a few new things. Over the past, we've had the, this particular incarnation of the band has been together now for going on 20 years. Wow. And, and, we, and we're always coming up with new stuff, and, uh, and we try it out in the show, and we'll, we'll do new stuff in the show for, you know, sometimes a year, you know, we'll have, but then we'll come up with something else. And so over the course of the, uh, of, uh, of the years, we have got all of this other material that we have, has come and gone on the show. But we know we, we, that people want to hear when they come to see Grandpa, they want to hear rock and roll soul, footstop and music. Uh, locomotion, some kind of wonderful. I'm your captain, close to home. We're an American band. Inside looking out. Uh, mm-hmm. Heartbreaker, uh, you know, is another one that you know that's like that. That's like a staple for a grand function. Oh yeah. So yeah, we focus on that. But then we work, we work in a few new things, and we kind of rotate them in and out rather than doing half of the show all new material. You know, I mean, that, it, that just that's not that's not where we're at. What I was seeing is that you'll throw something in there. You're right. Even like even a cover. That maybe be an unexpected track or something like that, which keeps the yeah yeah we do you know, yeah keeps people on their feet, you know. Fun. <laughs> it is. It's, it's got to be fun to yeah. you guys. You need to mix it up now and then, right? That's right. That's um, right. So you're playing a lot. I see a lot of casinos, and casinos are the the big thing for bands to play now, and they they usually have good arenas. I know the one uh, near me. There are two of them: Foxwoods and uh, Mohegan Sun, which you guys played fall of last year i believe um they have a good yeah. sound good acoustics uh, they, you know they've got they got great places now the, the the casinos have stepped up you know and uh and put in you know uh, re- arenas or mini arenas you know some of some of the ones that are like only two or three thousand feet you know you feel you feel like you're at a ten thousand seat place because the stage is full on you know the the production stuff is full on you know and it's a much better set you know situation because you're not sitting uh, you know, ten thousand seats back. You know, you're only sitting a couple of thousand seats, and so yeah, they, they, the casinos are great, uh, great venues, and of course, you know, our demographic goes there. <laughs> yeah, but I got to say, I prefer it rather than go all the way because I'm on the East Coast, going to see Madison Square Garden. There's oh, a lot. Sure. You lot, I love Madison Square Garden, but because of its history and everything, but you have to go through a lot to get there. At the casino, it's easy, free parking. Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah sure yeah and like you said it's the demographic as well people like to gamble they can gamble they can stay there all in one eat yeah yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an entertainment facility i mean and, that, and that's really what a lot of these places have done they've created a, an entertainment facility you know it's not it's not just for uh, gaming you know and it's just right. you know, so it, it's yeah multi, multifunctional I can I can gamble a little. I can eat something. Go see Grand Funk, and then stay the night. <laughs> yeah, and they you know and they have I tell you they you know some of them they have you know beautiful hotels and, yeah. and great restaurants. Yeah, uh, you know the whole deal. Yeah, and another th- thing is these rock cruises, which you've played on some of them, right? Yeah, we've done I think three of them now so far. Yeah, those are those are a fun thing to do too. How do you how do you like that experience? Because you get to really be it, with the fans. Yeah, it's it, it's fun, you know. I mean, uh, you know, I think we we learned right off that you know it, it's better if you can get on and only play a couple of days and then get off and then fly home, you know, rather than have to spend the whole week on the cru- on the cruise ship and only play a few nights, you know. So that gets a that gets a little tough, you know. But uh, they have kind of changed along the way too, where they'll 
you know, you'll get on, you'll get on the boat in uh, Fort Lauderdale, you know, and you'll uh, sail and play for a couple of days. And then, you know, last time we got off in Cozumel and flew home, you know, actually we didn't fly home. We flew up to Portland, uh, Oregon after mm-hmm. that. Uh, but you know, that, and that was nice, you know, because you're, you're on there a couple of days, you know, it's a, it's a fun trip, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it, yeah, it, it's a nice experience. It really is. Now does touring, you feel touring keeps you young? I mean, obviously you're not partying like in the old days, but maybe you're binging on Netflix. I don't know, but how do you like touring now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the way we tour now. You know, I mean, it, it's not like, you know, it, you know, pack up and say goodbye to the family and go out and, you know, we used to do 40 shows in 40 days. You know, we were like, we were gone, you know, day after day after day, we were gone, you know. So, uh, and we do, we used to do that two times a year. Now we do 40 shows in a year, you know, and you, yeah. play, you spread them out and you go out, go out on a Friday or Saturday night and you play and you fly home, you know, and it, it, it just, it, it works really well this way. You know, everybody, everybody's uh, in the band is a family, family people, you know. And so, uh, you know, you get to, you get to go home and see the grandkids. It's, right. Uh, Keeps fun. you fresh. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's different. You know, it's been 50 years uh, since Atlanta Pop Festival. 50 years. Who would have thunk it, man? 50 years. <laughs> you guys were indoctrinated right away. Your first big show, wasn't that Atlanta Pop? I mean, that must have been intim- was, yeah. intimidating. Yeah, the first, right? the first Atlanta Pop Festival, 1969. Yeah, that was, our, that was one of our first big shows. It certainly was. What do you remember from that? I mean, you probably felt like, wow, this is overwhelming. Cause just getting beti- I remember that you know we we were complete uh, novices at at that caliber uh, you know uh, of stuff you know at the time and I right. remember that we uh, at the time you know we nobody you know nobody ever heard of us you know we we were you know we, we had been in a couple of other you know successful bands but nothing like what was going on at the, at that time with pop festivals you know where you had. 30,000 people out in front of the stage, you know? Right. And, uh, and it was a favor, you know, it was a favor, you know, to our agent, actually, uh, Jeep Holland in Ann Arbor had a friend and, uh, and we would, we had just signed with Jeep, you know, to, to be our agent. And he said, Hey, if you guys can get down to the, to, uh, the Atlanta pop festival, you know, they'll put you on opening act opening day, you know? And, <laughs> and so we borrowed a van, rented a trailer and all of us climbed in the van and, and we drove the trailer down there. From, and, uh, from Michigan? There, and, from Michigan. Uh-huh. And we get there, you know, and and on the way, actually, we rolled the trailer. You know, I mean, it, it, all <laughs> of our equipment is like all over I-95. And we're having to, you know, load everything back in the trailer and get and uh, get, a, get a tire fixed, you know, and the whole thing. We get down there, and it's like, you know, 95, you know, going on 100 degrees, you know. And, uh, and, and I, you know, it's like I, we never played in that kind of, you know, that kind of heat and humidity before. And it's just, you know. Our, an opening opening day of the uh, first Atlanta Pop Festival, walk out cold on a stage, you know, in front of those people, and they are like staring at us, like who who's this, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Grandpa Quayle, you know? and it was amazing, you know. By, by the end of the show, they gave us a standing ovation, you know, yeah. it was like whoa, who's this new band, you know, right? I mean, it was it was uh, just totally a a rock and roll fantasy uh, moment, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I do remember that somebody because it was so hot. Somebody backstage was, you know, tr- pushing uh, salt tablets. You know, they said, "Oh, you got to take some salt tablets," uh. you know, because you're you're sweating so much. Well, you found out later that that's the worst thing you can do in the right. heat to take salt tablets. You know, <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, so you know, it, 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 was, it was quite an experience, quite an experience. But I do remember <clears throat> seeing for the first time, uh, you know, Ed- Edgar uh, Winter 
and Johnny Winter together on stage, you know, and it, that just blew uh, blew my mind to see those guys play, uh, and you know, it was just an amazing experience. Right, yeah. and it wasn't soon yeah. after till you were the envy of your peers because you go to Times Square and see this giant billboard promoting the band. <laughs> it's that had to oh, blow your mind. Did. Oh, that did, it did, you know, I mean, and, uh, and we were the toast of the town in New York at that time, you know, leading yep. up to, you know, the Shea Stadium thing, you know, and, and uh, releasing Closer to Home, that was the, that was the album that was being released then, and, uh, oh, it, it was truly uh, amazing, you know, that, uh, you know, they had taken our faces and put them up, and we, that was the first time that billboard in Times Square had ever been used, the, the, the whole thing, the whole mm. block-long billboard was it had ever been used for music you know before before us they you know somebody had bought a little square or a little section of it or something you know right but that was the first time that the whole thing had been used for um for for rock music i think that billboard still exists somewhere if i'm not mistaken wasn't it recently yeah, yeah, I, sold or auctioned I, off I, yeah i don't know i, I gotta I really check don't. into that because it yeah. still comes up in the news <laughs> <laughs> if you're mentioned, if you go on tour, they'll say, and by the way, you know, remember this billboard. I, I see that now and then. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And it's, it almost, and you guys, I mean, Michigan has always produced great rock and roll bands. So were you part of that scene with MC5 and all that? You know, we weren't. You know, mm. we were, we were kind of the outcast because we were, you know, we were that band from Flint. Yes. <laughs> you know, a little bit north of Detroit. We were in a Detroit or Ann Arbor band, you know, and so there was a little click thing that was going on with all the bands down there, and the Rationals, MC5, and uh, Ted Nugent, and all these bands. They were all like the Detroit bands, you know. Right. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, and and we were kind of, you know, we we were, you know, we were always known as the the Pack, you know, before Grand right. Funk Railroad, you know. And so when when we turned, when we changed the name to Grand Funk Railroad, nobody took us seriously. Oh, oh, that's just the Pack. That's that band from Flint, you know. I mean, so so when we made it, you know, we did the Atlanta Pop Festival and we did the Texas Pop Texas International Pop Festival. Then we had, you know, I, I, you know sort of a, a chart, you know. It, with uh, with the album on time, you know, and then and Time Machine came out, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, then all of all of these people are going, oh, that's a Michigan band, you know? yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, that, yeah, that's a Michigan band, yeah, we love them, yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and and now Flint, Michigan, is known for a tragedy with the water supply and and all that. Yeah, unfortunately, they're they're known for their water, you know, right? Uh, yeah, like, what a what a mess that is, right? Wow. But you, but you never had those problems back when you grew up there, right? I mean, with the water. No, you know, I mean, the the, the water, you know, it, it it all happened because some guy got, you know, was trying to save money. Yes. Uh, the, the city of Flint was trying to save money, and they decided to use the the, the Flint River water, which yes. had had all of these these uh, you know, chemicals in it, you know, that corroded the pipes. And they started to switch over, and they said, "Oh well, we'll save money." You know, well, yep. they, no, nobody thought to check the water first and see if see if it was going to interact with the stuff in these antique pipes that were in the city of Flint. No, we never had that problem back. Then. That's I mean, awful. We it, I, I, yeah. Do you ever do you ever go back there? Do you ever travel back there, tour or whatever? You know, yeah. I, 
I get up there every now and then, you know, my, my sister used to, you know, she passed away a couple of years ago, but I used to go up there all the time to see my sister and, uh, and my nephew's still up there. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah, we, we get through there every now and then. Sure. Mm. Now I have to ask you, Rolling Stone once said, you can't talk about rock in the seventies without talking about Grand Funk Railroad. That was David Frick. But why isn't Grand Funk? Yeah. Why isn't Grand Funk in the Rock Hall? I mean, I don't understand that myself. Uh, how because do you? Because they're fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're because they're a bunch of fucking rock snobs. You yeah. Know, that, you know, and uh, and that, you know, really, I mean, you know, you know, let's go, let's go all, you know, go down the list of all the bands that aren't in there. I did, I, I did notice that finally the Doobie Brothers are. Yeah, finally. Uh, I hope they make it. You know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, really. You know, and they put in they put in Madonna and the Go Go's and you right. know it, I, mean, it, I mean come on you right. know and so uh, uh, so anyway yeah I mean that it's yeah it's it's political it's like you know uh, I mean it's gonna happen though Don what, let's face it you're gonna get in <laughs> it's just that you, know, you should have gotten in sooner yeah you know at, at this point I don't think it means uh, no. what it used to. You know, it used to mean you know you know something big. You know, now it's kind of you know it's gotten gotten pretty watered down, uh, and it's because of that because they aren't uh, sticking to just rock. They are political, yeah, and they and they aren't putting in you know rock bands. You know, mm-hmm. and it should be. You know, it's the Rock Hall of Fame. But I gotta tell you, man, fans love debating it on chat rooms and comments. They just. They go. They could go on for hours. I know from our website, they just won't quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they shouldn't. They shouldn't quit. You know, <laughs> they shouldn't quit. Uh, if yeah, anything, it, you know, it's uh, it sparks debate. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Sure. I think it's inevitable, though. You guys are going to get, and I just hope it will be soon. Um, because let's face well, it's it, it's supposed to be. You know, it's it's always been my understanding that the, the who goes in there are supposed to be the artists and bands that have made uh, a lasting change mm-hmm. in the course of rock music. You know, right. and and uh, personally, <laughs> as David Frick says, you can't talk about the these rock without talking about Grand Funk Railroad. You now, can. You know, there you go. Right. Yeah. That includes records and live. I mean, that's a double yeah, whammy. <laughs> we were a live. We were a live band. We still right. are a live band. I, right. I think our live performances are are second to none, and uh, and that's where that's where we uh, have always you know excelled. And uh, and uh, yeah, so yes, I you know it, it's uh, and we were the pioneers of, of arena rock. You know, we were out there playing yeah. in, in all these little rodeo arenas. You know, they had dirt floors and stuff. You know, before they had all the fancy lights and sound systems and you know all of this stuff, you know, and it was just it was just three super trippers for lights and the and before uh, and the PA system you could you could get to to go in and fill the place and uh, and that was it. You know, we were we were the first bands, you know, one of the first bands, Three Dog Night and us and uh, yeah. uh, you know, well, a couple others. We we were the arena rock band. The thing I loved about you guys live is like Cream, you'd go off into a jam. Which is fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Not enough yeah. bands do that anymore, you know? No, no, nobody does that. It's kind of like in so, the 60s. I suppose yeah. some of them do, yeah. yeah. In the 60s when they kept it short, you know? But the 70s right. were when you just, you jammed out. And it was just, there's some was great, great. Yeah. live stuff produced great. then. In yeah. fact, you could probably, 
I mean, a lot of bands are doing this, so I'm sure Grand Funk could just put out live albums, but I, uh, from the past. But I wish you guys would put out a, a studio album. I, I really do. You and you and Mel. Um, you know, because you got you got you got Max, who was in Thirty Eight Special, right? You got Bruce Kulick, yeah. who was in Kiss. You know, that's Max yeah. Carl, and you guys are all touring together, so you know each other well. Um, is there would there ever be a studio album with this new lineup? You know, it's a possibility. We don't, you know, we we just we haven't gotten gotten into you know going out and doing it. You know, it's a, yeah. you know we we have discussed doing a live uh, a live record and uh, and you know where we incorporate the, the new stuff with the old stuff. I think that might be a good uh, good way to do it too. So, I mean, because this you said this band this lineup has been together for twenty years. Twenty years. <laughs> Since two thousand, right? That's longer. We, we put we put this band together, this particular band together in, in two thousand. That's right. as long as yeah. you've been with Mark, right? I mean, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Oh my god! <laughs> well, you know, it's longer. Yes, it's longer than the original band was together. Right. The original band, you know, broke up in nineteen seventy six. Correct. Yeah. Know? Yeah, that great. that blows my mind because everyone thinks of it as a certain way, right? A certain the classic lineup, but here you have yeah, a lineup sure. that's been together for twenty years. <laughs> twenty years. Yeah. Do you still keep in touch with Mark, with Farner? Uh, through you know through lawyers. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what I meant, but okay. <laughs> Our attorney talked to his attorney. Oh, God. But you know fans. Fans don't care about that. They just want to know if... I know. You know? Will you be jamming with Mark? You know what I'm saying? That's all they care about. Yeah. So they yeah. they well, look the, the answer to that would the answer to that would be probably no <laughs> or or to be determined <laughs> <laughs> to to be announced right yeah <laughs> well I can't wait to see you guys on tour it looks like you're going to be doing pretty much the whole year right I mean oh I, yeah we uh, you know we're going to be going from February out till November usually that you know it, it generally you know it slows down when we get you know. It's, to the holidays and stuff, which is good, you know. So we're home, we're home more. So, uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, we're we're up to like uh, I don't know thirty four shows now. I think on my uh, on my calendar, wow. here and, uh, and you know we're, we're shooting for forty. And well, then, you know, that's, that seems to be a good number for us. Well, God bless you, man, because I, I don't know if I could do that. And I'm only in my 50s, so, you know, that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's, a lot of, it's a lot of travel. But like I say, it, you know, it, it's, it's nice that, you know, you, you get to go home. You know, you're not just on the road. I mean, we, right. would, uh, we would probably have killed each other by now if we just stayed on the road all the time, you know, so... Oh, uh, yeah, and you got... It, it, work, it works well this way. At least you know you're coming home to good weather unless it's, um, you know, hurricane season. Yeah, that's yeah, that, yeah, that, <laughs> we, we could do without that. Make sure yeah. you're on tour during that time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Don, it was a pleasure talking to you. And Goldmine oh, readers, good to talk to you. Goldmine readers always love to hear from you. So, thanks oh, a lot. Great. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Don. Bye now. So check out Grand Funk Railroad on their some kind of wonderful tour this year. Go to www.grandfunkrailroad.com for tour dates. Thanks for listening. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine. We'll catch you next time. In the meantime, go to Barnes & Noble or Books A Million and pick up an issue of Goldmine Magazine. Or go to goldminemag.com. We have a redesigned website. 
and get 68% off a subscription price and get exclusive content there. So we'll catch you next time. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.